Hello, and welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, rate, review, and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We want to hear your thoughts on the movies and shows we review. Leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or our YouTube channel, and we will read them during the show. Or reach out to us on social media. We love talking all things entertainment and pop culture with you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Hi, Ashley. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? I'm great. How about yourself? I'm good. I'll be coming back to Ohio yet again. Looking forward to seeing you because we got a friend's birthday to celebrate. We sure do. We sure do. And I'm doing great because I just had a wedding anniversary. I forgot to mention that in the last podcast. (laughs) Happy anniversary. Thank you. 11 years. That's huge. That's huge. If you were living in Hollywood, I would have to give you an award. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I am so excited for today's recap. We are recapping a movie that we have referenced plenty of time during our podcasting journey up into this point it is a throwback it is easy a 2010 it is a rom-com it is an hour and 32 minutes rated pg-13 and currently available on netflix here's a quick summary prompted by her popular best friend to spill details of her boring weekend olive a clean-cut teen decides to spice things up by telling a little lie about losing her virginity. When the high school busybody overhears the conversation and spreads it all over campus, Olive is suddenly notorious but for the wrong reasons. This movie stars the one, the only Emma Stone as Olive. This definitely was a breakout movie for her, for sure. Absolutely. We have Pin Badgley. Pin Badgley, a.k.a. Joel Goldberg. (laughs) As Woodchuck Todd. We have Dan Bird as Brandon. Thomas Hayden Church as Mr. Gareth. Patricia Clarkson as Rosemary. Amanda Bynes as... Marina, Lisa Kudrow as Mrs. Griffith, Malcolm McDowell as Principal Gibbons, Allie Machilka as Rhiannon. Yes, Allie has a sister too. I can't think of her sister's name. Because I love them as a duo. Mm-hmm. Stanley Tucci as Dill and Stanley. Fran- <laughs> love Stanley. Armisen as Pastor. The movie was directed by Will Gluck and screenwriter is Bert V. Royal. Rotten Tomatoes gave this film 85% critics, 77% audience, and Google users 79%. Ashley, what's your grade for Easy A? So I love this movie. Seen this movie so many times. Like I said last week. I even have it still on the old DVD. 
But after watching it again this time, some of it did not age well. The storyline is not particularly original, but Emma Stone was absolutely coming into her own with this role, with her comedic performance and timing. Stanley Tucci and Patricia Clarkson as her parents were perfection. Absolutely. And I am so appreciative to see Amanda Bynes in this role and being in a good place um, in these performances that she had based on um, what she's had to endure and go through in the last few years. So love Amanda Bynes. So I say all that to say it is a B plus for me for Easy A. What about for you? This movie gets an A plus for me. (laughs) (laughs) As I mentioned before, I cackled so much throughout this movie and I do agree there are some cringy moments but the cast and the writing was perfect pitch perfect Emma Stone again she was just that girl from super bad right and the fact that she was able to carry this entire movie she was like wise beyond her years I feel like um, in terms of her comedic performance in this movie and her and Amanda Bynes together, their scenes in particular really stood out to me, this this particular watch. And to your point earlier, to see Amanda Bynes in her heyday, you really see that X factor that she had, right? Like she was perfection. <laughs> For all the 90s kids who grew up watching all of that and ask Ashley, I mean, Amanda Bynes just has such a special place in my heart. And so, yeah, it brings me joy to see her when she was, you know, in, do- in such a good place. And I hope she gets back to that place. Yeah. Let me just say special shout out to Cam Gigande, by the way. He was trash in this movie, but I was I was obsessed with him like for a little, little bit, <laughs> for a little minute. So you liked him so in Twilight. Cute. I did not like him in Twilight. I liked him in everything post-Twilight. Like, he was in this one movie where he was, like, a fighter. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was my guy for a little bit. He was in He was in my Hollywood crushes, for sure. So. Oh, man. That's funny. And this is not a spoiler, but it is adapted from The Scarlet Letter, which I'm sure most of us read in high school. <laughs> actually did not this didn't make the classics that i was oh it definitely made mine yeah we didn't do this Mm -mm. several shakespeare yeah we did shakespeare we did shakespeare but not this all right spoiler alert as i mentioned in the summary unassuming olive rose to infamy after word got out that she was having sex she was lying to get out of a camping trip with her best friend's family She said she was going out on a date with a guy named George, who was a friend of her brother. But ultimately, it was an uneventful weekend. First off, Ashley, who is this brother in community college? (laughs) Right? We never saw him. We never got a name. I thought about that this watch. I was like, I didn't even remember that she supposedly had an older brother. Same. Okay. Same. I just, I have, I got a pocket, got a pocket full of sunshine stuck in my head since I rewatched this earlier this afternoon. 
That, is that was my jam, by yeah, the way. That is, that is very catchy. That was peak 2010. <laughs> 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 oh, also, Ashley, is George a sexy name? Does it do it for you? You know what? If he does it for me, the name does it for me. I don't want to discriminate against the Georges out here getting a whole swerve on who felt quite offended by this scene. And she was a virgin. She ain't know nothing about nothing about nothing. Talking about George I ain't mean... a sexy name. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that high school? The people usually talking the most about sex are the people who aren't doing it. <laughs> They're curious about who is. That's and life in general. Remember, I told you even Rose said that to Blanche on the Golden Girls. Absolutely. Absolutely. And nothing truly beats getting that birthday card from a grandma or great auntie or grandparent that had me cracking up. I think it had like what five dollars in it, or what? <laughs> <laughs> sweet and thoughtful. And then my final question before I move on: Did you have friends that had weird parents? You know, I don't know if I had any friends that had a mom who would have put her boob on my face <laughs> in high school, but I'm sure there were some. You know, households. Some people's households may have been different than mine in certain ways. Yeah, and this was an extreme. But I get the not wanting to necessarily do like a big family activity with them, particularly going like camping or somewhere you're stuck. Yeah, you're stuck with them. But no freedom, man. My question in this scene was, was are y'all really friends? Like you felt this much peer pressure yes. to lie about losing your virginity and did this to your quote unquote best friend? Are y'all really friends or is this circumstance? Because you know how you had those friends in school who were, it was circumstantial because of proximity. 100%. And yeah, she is also a teenage girl. And, you know, communication is something that you kind of have to grow into sometimes. And she obviously was not able to speak up for herself, Mm -hmm. even with her friend. While Olive was telling Rhiannon about sexy Glade candles. Marion, the Christian extremist, that's what I called her in my notes, (laughs) (laughs) overheard the conversation. And because she is so self-righteous, so much so that she was able to get the school mascot to be changed from Blue Devils to the Woodchuck. Hilarious scene. (laughs) When I tell you that is my favorite part, and I laugh every time. Shout out to Penn for being impeccable his level of commitment (laughs) his level of commitment and even just todd like todd was so it's so endearing to me as a character he is he's so random though and i think that's what makes him endearing also but it's also you think about how often when you're that age that you succumb to peer pressure what's cool what's not cool like Todd was living in his skin and in his truth at a very young age very young age and again speaking to his randomness his conversation and his jokes like there was a moment in this movie when she was like say la vie he was like la vie and I'm like (laughs) I love this (laughs) 
And he was such an it boy coming from Gossip Girl. So to see him yes. play this role was such a, de- I mean, it's not a departure from Dan Humphrey, but it's a departure from the world that he had inhabited in that show. So, yes, yes. So, yeah, Marianne decided to tell her church group about what happened. And guess what? Like wildfire, the school knew about Olive's supposed escapades. For Marianne to be truly a Christian, are you surprised that she gossiped about Olive? Absolutely not. (laughs) What? Absolutely not. What I was surprised about this watch when I really examined it is the fact that everybody was so concerned about one particular girl's sexual exploits. I'm like, maybe I just came from a school where because so many people were having sex, one person's sex life was nothing. It's not worth everybody focusing on she coming down the hall everybody staring at her what what are we saying what are we doing y'all don't have anything better to do the whole that school, part the whole school olive even tried to confront marion and tell her that it wasn't true and she basically said that i'm not the one to you have to answer to for your depraved behavior <laughs> The fact that they even made her a blonde. Like, when has Amanda Bynes ever been blonde besides in this movie? I don't know. That's a great, that's a great question. Never. Yeah. Yeah. Never. She's never the blonde. Never. She played this role so well. Pitch perfect. Olive continues to get unwanted attention. And guess what, Ashley? In English class, they're reading The Scarlet Letter. I think it's interesting that they try to seem like it's so distanced that the worst thing that could ever happen to a woman is, you know, her having autonomy over her body, right? And I'm like, hmm, I think that's still relevant for 2023. <laughs> I'd say so. And the fact that the minister or pastor that she had the affair with was not the one in the wrong? Yo, that was the part that killed me when I was reading that mess growing up. So Nina, one of Marion's disciples, decided to insert herself into Olive's life and called her out in class. And Olive called her a derogatory term and was sent to the principal's office. I've never heard anyone call somebody that in real life, by the way. I was like, y'all should have used the C word. Exactly. The C word would have packed that punch. Agreed. Right? I thought the same thing, too. So, again, speaking to Emma and Amanda's chemistry, one of my favorite back and forth was when Olive was waiting for the principal. Marion was like, well, next time use protection. She was like, why? Your parents didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Took me out. <laughs> Took me out. Zingers. Zingers, zingers, zingers zingers the principal also had me cracking up talking about his goal in life is to keep girls off the pole and boys off the pipe public school right public (laughs) olive gets detention in detention she seems to reconnect with an old friend named brandon who i really appreciated their interaction with one another him calling her out on her whore couture (laughs) because at this point in the movie She started to embrace 
the reputation that she was gaining from school. And they went back and forth on, should you blend in? Or if you decide not to blend in, you just simply don't care. And so they decided that they would pretend. So Brandon is in a conundrum because he's gay, but he's tired of being essentially beat up for it at school. And he asked Olive to pretend to have sex with him. She was reluctant because who really wants to volunteer to do something like that, you know? And she decided that it, if she was going to do it, it had to be at a public event. And so they decided to go to the popular girls party and have sex. Now, this sex scene is hilarious to me, Ashley. Can I say real quick about their detention? I've never had detention. Can somebody tell me if they were forcing child labor upon <laughs> y'all? Because they had these kids scrubbing the walls of the bathrooms, cleaning yes. the tennis courts. Like, this is this legal? Absolutely. That's that's insane. About this sex scene, Ashley, it is pure gold. Okay. Like them going back and forth on deciding what sounds to make. <laughs> And then her taking off her panties and him being completely repulsed by it. And she was like, what do you think is up there? No. (laughs) (laughs) But for me, when he was like, oh, you smell that? (laughs) Ashley, what did you think about this? This public declaration of Brandon's manhood. It was super awkward, super embarrassing. Again, y'all need to find something better to do that y'all are all crowding around this door at a whole party. Like, think about this in contrast to Euphoria. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This ain't <laughs> this ain't reality because these kids will be in their own rooms getting their own little swerve on. With people's daddies and everything. Ain't nobody huddled outside y'all door. But in this case... She was a virgin, so it's like, what do, you, what are y'all, re- what's y'all reference point? Porn? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. And the guy, how was it? I'll be walking funny tomorrow. What? Oh my gosh! So and awkward. I just feel like Americans and sex is just one of the. It's just it's such a conundrum because we make such a big deal out of it in terms of like okay yeah don't do it or let's not ever talk about it but a lot of sex ultimately sells you know whether we're talking movies and tv shows it's just fascinating and i'm thinking of all the teen movies that we watched growing up can't hardly wait even the we talked about this in our you know scream queens (laughs) like talking about the horror slasher films how virginity or a woman's purity is on a pedestal essentially and determines whether or not she dies or not. You know, it's just. Our bodies are policed in all the ways. I don't know why can't hardly wait. Just made me smile. There's something nostalgic about that movie for me. And Jennifer yes. Love Hewitt is my girl. So. Absolutely. I, I don't know why there continues to be such a, um, a fascination in this way but you know obviously a lot of these are coming to a coming of age stories rather too so you're yeah. hormonal your body's yeah. going through changes 
you're trying to figure things out, you're having some new urges, people start looking at you a little different, treating you a little different, bodies developing in different ways. So I think that's why it's such a pronounced theme in these teen movies and stuff as well, because you're just, you're trying to figure out life and then your body starts talking to you. Very true. Things take a turn for the worse. Rhiannon calls Isla about the events of the party and the call ends with her calling her a dirty skank. Did you believe in their friendship before this point, Ashley? No, like I said, even from the peer pressure of the virginity law situation, I was like, y'all don't seem like y'all are authentic friends to me. Mm -hmm. It feels like a friendship that has just developed because y'all have been close and in the same classes probably throughout the years versus really having some depth of like emotion or even, you know, what I appreciate so much in my friendships, the older I've gotten is a a sense of safety. Like, is your friendship a safe space? Yes. Didn't necessarily feel like a safe space. Not at all. I agree. Olive decides to embroider all of her clothes with the letter A. I'm not going to lie. Her outfits were cute. Some of them (laughs) with the little bustier. But I don't know what school would allow their students to get away with that. It was addressed, I guess, the only thing they really tried to stipulate in their policy was about skirt length versus the tops. And I guess that's the only reason why she was able to get away with wearing lingerie to school every day. Yeah. I'm sure if she had been bustier. Girl, or curvier in the thighs. (laughs) She would have gotten sent home quickly. Immediately. Immediately double standards it's gross marianne wants her out because you know she's the quote-unquote dirty skank of the school and unfortunately brandon decided to open up his big mouth and some of his friends started asking her to pretend sexual activities with her in exchange for gift cards to the gap amazon and office max ashley soliciting money for sex spread i don't know what's faster than wildfire maybe maybe dragon breath huh no (laughs) (laughs) i think it's interesting because at this point she talked about wanting 80 style chivalry are you nostalgic for these 80 movies that people talk about you know 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. None of it resonates with me. I am not a white teenager living in America (laughs) that these stories, you know, felt like they were my stories, I guess is the best way to put it. Nostalgic, I get it. And I get her point and what she was saying. In terms of, you know, the biggest problem that she was facing is that nobody actually was treating her just as a a girl, just as a a girl in high school who wants to get asked out on a date by a guy. You know, she even said to one of the guys, had you just come up to me and asked me out, I may have said yes. Like, that hasn't even been a factor that's crossed in any of y'all minds. Y'all just have your own agendas and want me to do what you want to do for your little reputation in school. The first guy, though. I would have punched him in the face. Listen, she has a bigger heart than I because 
He was rude. He was rude. Talking about, I don't need your permission. Exactly. Okay. This, this is enough. This is enough right here. I don't even know if I, watching it now as an adult with adult eyes, even feel like her character was kind so much as she lacked something I needed her to have to stand up for herself. Tenacity. Gumption. Something. Oh, what? A backbone? A steel yeah. backbone? Like, I feel like she always thought the best the best thing to do is to acquiesce to the yes. needs of others, even to the detriment continuously of, her. of herself. That's a fantastic point, Ashley. Well, news of her exploits make their way to her favorite teacher, Mr. Gareth. Mr. Gareth is married to the guidance counselor. I think it's worth mentioning. And he asked his wife to have a conversation with her. This interaction with Mrs. Gareth was so disheartening because she didn't even let the girl talk. She made assumptions off of rumors going around at school. I was sick by this. She's terrible at her job. The fact that when she first saw her, she was like, I have never seen her before in my life. And his response was, that doesn't surprise me. That right there tells you she's terrible at her job. She doesn't care about these kids. (laughs) Terrible at your job. Marion and Olive have an amazing turning point that lasts about a day. (laughs) Olive comfort Marion because her boyfriend, Micah, was in trouble. And they believe that it was due to his parents' divorce. Mind you, he is a fourth year senior (laughs) who is still hot. I'm not going to lie, but um, I think it's just worth mentioning that. So Micah is sick in the hospital with chlamydia. I have to say, it's been a while since I watched this movie, like in its entirety, sitting down, paying attention. And this movie was wild, Ashley, with like all the conversations around sex and then, you know, him having chlamydia and being hospitalized. (laughs) Like you would think, I I thought it was just so funny because that was something I didn't, Again, it's like I hadn't seen it before, but it just it just cracked me up. I'm like, oh, chlamydia! <laughs> it made me laugh because I'm like, this this movie is ridiculous. This he is got, so ridiculous. And he got hospitalized. Why? Because he didn't want to admit yes. what was really going on with him. He just knew he was in pain. <laughs> so his mom took him to the hospital, and turns out you have a sexually transmitted disease. Who he get it from? He got it from Olive. I was like. The audacity. Mm-hmm. Mind you, he has been pledging to save sex for marriage as a part of the Christian yes! circle with Marianne. Exactly. You gotta be careful though, those church boys too. Mm. Well, we find out that he's having sex with Mrs. Garrett. The fact that Olive decided to essentially stand up as tribute for this woman. I literally put in my notes, actually, why, Olive, why? Again, throwing yourself into the fire for the sake of others. And in this case, you're not wise in your decision making. You thought it was better to be dishonest with your favorite teacher about his wife fucking around on him and potentially giving him an STD. You thought it was the kinder thing to cover for her. For whom? You are not wise. That's why you're still a child. That right there. Definitely playing with fire and getting burned. So much. Literally. So much so that (laughs) 
she decided to turn to religion. <laughs> Again, one of my favorite jokes. Where's the Bible? Oh, that's the bestseller next to Twilight. The synergy <laughs> be with there, Cam. Kids. The, and the synergy with Cam Gigande being right in this movie. <laughs> you had to be there. Olive goes to several churches until she ends up meeting with a pastor who ends up being Marion's father. I was like, what are the freaking odds? I would have ran up out of there too, girl. <laughs> Let's talk about Olive's parents for a moment. As you mentioned in the previous podcast, quick headlines and hot topics, this, this pairing was perfect. Perfection. Yes. One of the things that I love so much about their relationship, specifically with Olive, is the freedom in communication. She literally was able to come to them every time and say, oh, I guess into the principal's office. Now, yes, they assume that she got a medal. <laughs> but she, she told them what she called the girl. And they didn't even know how to ground her, Ashley. My other favorite interaction was when <laughs> the mom was like, oh, he's he seems so nice and incredibly gay (laughs) (laughs) referring to Brendan. And she was like, Oh yeah, I dated a gay guy once. (laughs) Please tell me you didn't marry him and have children. (laughs) No, one of my favorite scenes is with the little son where they were talking about height and stuff. And the son was like, what difference does that make? I'm adopted. And then she was like, damn it. Who told you? <laughs> I thought we were going to tell him when the time was right. And then he asked him later, where are you from originally? Like, Or Now, verb. Every scene they had, they just really just killed me. Perfection. They were hilarious. Perfection. The final straw was... Olive's date with Anson. He asked her out to the lobster shack where, of course, Todd is there because he's randomly, magically everywhere all at once. Todd is awesome. Still committed. Still committed. And this was an interesting point or this was an interesting climax of events because Anson represented so much in Olive's universe. Her former best friend was obsessed with him and he was the first guy to actually ask her out and she said yes she finds out that her friend is celebrating her birthday and she tries to sneak out of course she was unsuccessful with that but that rumor mill made Anson believe that she was going to put out for a $200 gift card to Home Depot what the hell is a high school girl going to do with a gift card to Home Depot <laughs> As a homeowner, I'd take it, but Uh, (laughs) 1000%. What is Olive going to do with that? At 16, I would have been like, uh, what? Yeah, we don't need any lumber. (laughs) Thank you so much. It got really serious because we were knocking on sexual assault assault here. I was like, you saved your best friend from this guy because he may have raped her. The way he's acting, I mean, she said no multiple times. Multiple times. And you do this in the view of uh, outside and public. What would you have done behind closed doors? That part. She managed to get away and Todd takes her home. 
again, I feel like I didn't get enough Todd in this movie, but at the same time, he was it was the right amount because he always showed up when you needed a bright spot because the shenanigans she was going through was a lot. Typical rom-com trope, though. You can be going through the most, but you always got the knight in shining armor and the wings who's perfect <laughs> for you. So had you perfect. only Had you only opened your eyes. <laughs> right? And the fact that he didn't even believe the rumors. I thought that was so sweet. Now, would you have been freaked out that he was able to roll up to her house No, haven't been there since second grade? <laughs> no, because you know what I was thinking is like, you know too little about this man. How did you not know? If this is like kind of your little crush in school, how do you not know where he works? How do you not know where he lives? Like That part. It's a small do, town. You need a dossier on your crush, right? Exactly. Like, like I... Birthday, I would know best friends, girl. hobbies, favorite color. <laughs> yes. I would have been playing Mash. Like I've already envisioned our children's names. Know what his parents do for a living, or at least the general. You know, it so you know when to run into them. You know, it would have I mean? gone deep with your high school crush for sure. Easily. So that's Easily. what I was thinking. I was like, you. He knows, in your opinion, too much. You know, way too little. <laughs> But the why now question was a good one, but I thought it was funny how they immediately played it off saying, yeah, I don't know, but I'm not going to overthink it like you are. (laughs) That made me laugh out loud. So Olive decided it's time to come clean. And she went to everyone that she did this favor for to renege on the lie. And no one would confess, including mrs gareth the freaking adult in this entire situation hey surprise surprise she said who would you believe that was gross she needed to be in handcuffs or something but it was legal in california apparently lisa played that role very well too yeah i agree olive was so distraught by that last interaction with mrs gareth that she ran and blurted out to mr gareth I know she felt guilty, but did you think that was a wrong move on her part? I think it was wrong to act in that moment of not being able to break it to him in a gentler way than what she did, especially because, I mean, his door was open. Anybody could have overheard. It wasn't very um, tasteful because she was in the heat of the moment. But uh, like I said a few minutes ago, he absolutely deserved to know the truth. Yes. I don't think I don't think it's a kindness to him. To keep him from knowing what his wife is out here doing. Especially with a student at the school. Like. Yes. That's just. That's a whole different level of disrespect. Agreed. Agreed. Your husband trying to touch on you and stuff. You tell him, oh, stop. We're at school. And you banging the little Christian boy down the hall. The very muscular. Muscular. <laughs> like I said. <laughs> I loved me some Cam Gigande. So. What are you going to do? But obviously she was gross for that. So gross. Again, I was heart to heart with her mom telling her literally everything. And her mom saying, oh, I was a slut. (laughs) Did you believe her? Yes. (laughs) Yes, I do. You know, that's probably one of those things that as a mom, you don't reveal until the time is right. Right. Child's going through a crisis. Or never. If. If you reveal it, do it when your child really needs you in a crisis. 
this goes under the category of things that would never happen in real life. This pep rally, knock on wood performance, her in that outfit. I'm like, no one stopped her. <laughs> I guess she said, I know some secrets. So you're going to have to go ahead and let me do my thing. Otherwise, I'm going to take y'all down. Take this administration down. So, yeah, she was in just flat out lingerie for that last little performance. And rubbing up on people. I was like, what is going on? I did think it was funny that Todd was in his devil's costume underneath the woodchuck one. Acted very devious, I see. Mm-hmm www.freeolive.com was the webcast that we have been on this entire movie where she gave everyone the truth that's the 2010 version of an ig live guys (laughs) for the young ones out there at the very end todd gave her her lawnmower speaker and fist moment that she wanted ashley what what do you think the potential aftermath of this webcast would be for her the truth is out she has what two more two more years ago she is sophomore junior i don't remember she has a year or two more of school left i'm sure all this would die down the fallout from the administration side obviously lisa kudrow's fired yep obviously she's getting a divorce but i think all of the situation with olive would have resolved after this because she's put all the truth out there there's gonna be people that eventually will probably spill the truth as well and she's gonna ride off into the sunset on that damn lawnmower i guess with um with todd with todd hopefully 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 her parents didn't hear that part though about when she might lose her virginity because that was a lot when she was like i don't know if i'm gonna lose it tonight i don't know if i'm gonna lose it tomorrow i'm like hold on if i was your mom i'd be like let's mm." i did think that too i was like yeah but then she went as far as like our wedding night i'm like okay i get where you're going the moral of the story is it's none of your damn business yeah but it is if i'm your mother so let's not forget that (laughs) and her little brother was sitting there yeah final thoughts on easy a ashley again i love this um teen rom-com it definitely is one that i go to often to bring me some joy and some laughs some of it didn't age well particularly around you know some sexuality portions which i know a lot of a lot of films of these era of this era and and older did not you know had some problematic moments but overall still a super enjoyable ride um emma stone emma stone emma stone yeah stone yeah she is one of my faves for a reason so absolutely I forgot I had two more questions I wanted to ask you that made me tickle while I was watching it is bitch a term of endearment you know it took me a long time to come around to it uh in terms of like friendship being called that just on a friend's level I used to be really adamant that I did not want to be called that and then I went on a whole spree of saying it (laughs) so now I probably fall somewhere in the middle of it's like I don't want to hear it often or a lot but you know just like any good cuss word placement and timing is everything literally everything in high school what did a typical weekend look like for you what I don't even remember probably depended it probably depended on before my license and after my license right (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) before DL after DL (laughs) yeah yeah what what was going on before I had freedom 
probably whatever my mom had going on that weekend, probably some extracurriculars here and there, what have you. And then after, oh, I was the first one of my group of friends to really have my license and a car. So I was in these streets a little bit. What about you? Yeah, so definitely at home with like a movie or pizza or Taco Bell (laughs) on a Friday. Saturday, it just really depends because I worked, you know, in high school. So, um, oh yeah, if I wasn't too. working, it was like hanging out or one of the many extracurricular activities I had, like growing up. A lot of it was around band or like student council, and yeah, I spent a lot of time with my friends and family too, because like I was surrounded by like friends and family in my hometown so a lot of time with those folks as well some fun fun years yeah definitely informative right <laughs> uh final question did you ever see the scarlet letter starring demi moore no and apparently it's not worth a watch <laughs> apparently <laughs> from what they're saying you know i'm not a demi moore big demi moore watcher of her projects in general not because i have any issues really? with demi moore it's just like, I don't think I've really gravitated to a lot of her, like, you know, because you know, you have certain people who, no matter what they're in, you watch it. Like, we talked about, like, Julia I watch Roberts. everything, Julia Roberts, I watch everything, like, Diane Keaton. Yes. Um, there's just certain actors and actresses that I follow, no matter, Denzel yes. Washington, like, there's just yeah. certain people I watch every project they ever do. Yeah. And Demi Moore's just not that for me. Like, I've probably seen multiple of hers, but I don't gravitate towards her work, so. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't see that that one but i i did love like gi jane the indecent proposal that one's very girl indecent proposal was crazy insane insane the disrespect i used to quote from that that little line that her and woody would say to each other i used to quote from that all the time what did they say i now i can't remember i knew you were gonna ask me and now (laughs) i can't remember it was something it was some line that they would say he would say something and she would say always and vice versa i can't remember but i would say it with like one friend in particular at the time when i used to really watch that movie quite a bit so y'all know what i'm saying if y'all seen a decent proposal yeah this was a lot of fun again i think i appreciate it more because i feel like some of the jokes like it's very layered and very smart this movie and and it's it can be very on the nose as well and i think that's what i enjoy about easy a so ashley it's like a love that's all mine (laughs) 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 wait wait the the other quote that i have to say on the mic that had me rolling she said this is when her former best friend was like you know, you seem so nonchalant about losing your virginity. I thought you'd be a little bit more, you know, um, involved. And she was like, yeah, that's if I was a gossip girl in Sweet Valley with traveling pants. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this this movie, love it. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, time for Hitting Gents. All right. I have two for this week, both courtesy of Apple TV Plus. I have to say Apple TV Plus has been really reeling me in. There was a period of time I was like, why do I still have this subscription? But y'all have been y'all have been surprising me pleasantly. So my first one is the Big Door Prize, story of a small town that receives a mysterious machine promising to reveal everyone's true potential. Residents start making life-changing decisions as a result of their results. 
Um, interesting concept for a story. You kind of get different perspectives with different people in the town and their journey and what they're going through post their results and all of that. And so I'm really curious to see where we're going with this and what the circumstances are surrounding this machine. So it's one of those that I feel like it has legs as long as they keep the storyline good and compelling, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. All right. So my second hidden gem, the last thing he told me, this just started. First two episodes are out. Jennifer Garner stars in this, another Hello Sunshine production based on the novel of the same name by Laura Dave that I believe was on Reese's book club list. The synopsis is after her husband mysteriously disappears, Hannah must forge a relationship with her 16-year-old stepdaughter to figure out the truth. It's a delicious scene, um, scenery in this because it's set in like California and San Francisco they live like Mm -hmm. on the water like it's just beautiful from that perspective but I'm also just so curious to see what this what's really going on with the husband's disappearance Mm. Jennifer Garner I have not seen her really take on a starring vehicle on television since Alias and I was a huge Alias fan so she did the show on HBO called Camping I, I tried. It. It I tried. Stick. And it yeah. was that was much more of an ensemble too. This is really, really focused on her. Like she mm-hmm. really is the star of this series. Um, but I'm I'm curious. Like I'm I'm reeled in. I think that this is gonna be a good one. Probably gonna be a limited series since it's based off of a novel. Yep. But we'll see how it goes. So Check out the first two episodes. I believe these will drop weekly on Fridays. And that is, like I said, both of those Apple TV Plus. And that's all I got, Laura. What you got for Hidden Gems? I have one this week. It is called That's My Jam. It is a game show hosted by Jimmy Fallon on NBC and or Peacock. Specifically, the episode starring Hallie and Chloe Bailey, as well as Simu Lee and Adam Lambert. There have been clips going around on these internets with Chloe and Hallie doing a sing-off on break-up song anthems, and they are so talented. (laughs) I love them so much. I saw it, and I didn't realize it was a show. I thought it was like a segment from his late-night show. I didn't realize it was a show in and of itself. It's a whole show, and it's a Uh lot of fun, and he gets a lot of celebrities to play. Like, there was this one episode with, like, all rappers, so there were, there was, like, French Montana and the young man who plays uh, Will Smith character in Bel Air, um, and maybe Quavo I can't remember the other person but he, he has really fun matchups but the fact that they separated Chloe and Hallie to play against each other and it's a scene competition so like they are just so talented they are stars they are gorgeous I love 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 them and you know even Simu was out here um holding a note I'm like oh my goodness okay. you know I, I I do love him um in his starring role in um Shang Chi, yeah, that was a good movie. Was that was one of Marvel's best, in my opinion. Best, yeah, that was so good. Best, mm-hmm. you got lore, you got the the futuristic. It was it was perfection. It Actually, was really it was one good. of the best. So, yeah, it's a fun show. I've watched several episodes, and I, I get excited based off of the celebrity guest. 
All right. Noted. I'll have to check that one out. Sounds fun. Well, guys, that's it for today. And that's actually it for us for this week. We are taking a break so we can enjoy some time in life Mm -hmm. and with family and all the things and with each other. Like I said, happy birthday to our good sis, Shamika. Happy birthday. We look forward to seeing you. Not yet. For a little birthday dinner and celebration. And yeah, guys, we'll be back with more for the pop culture streets, new recap, and we will see you next time. In the meantime, as always, be blessed.